Welcome to episode 125 of Stageworthy. I'm your host, Phil Rickaby. Stageworthy is a podcast about people in Canadian theatre featuring conversations with actors, directors, playwrights, and more. You know, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, I would like to remind you again that subscribing is the best way to make sure that you never miss an episode of Stageworthy, and subscribing is easy. Just go to Apple Podcasts or Google Music and search for Stageworthy and click on the subscribe button. You know, you can also find links to the show at Google and Apple on the Stageworthy website, and that'll take you right to the place where you can click on that subscribe button. And that'll make sure that you will never miss an episode of Stageworthy because it'll come right to your phone. If you want to drop me a line, I would love to hear from you. You can find Stageworthy on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at StageworthyPod, and you can find the website at StageworthyPodcast.com. And if you want to drop me a line, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Phil Rickaby, and my website is philrickaby.com. My guests are Anne and David Powell, founders of the internationally renowned Puppet Mongers, as well as the Toronto School of Puppetry, which presents the Fresh Ideas in Puppetry Day on Sunday, May 27th, as well as the two-week Puppetry Intensive in June. And you can find details at torontoschoolofpuppetry.com. Has puppet puppet mat mongers been in existence? Forty two years. Forty two years. So how did you? Was it forty two? It's from nineteen. Oh, forty three. We're into our forty third year now. It's nineteen seventy four. December that I've been trying to figure out recently because we graduated from the art school in 72. That was a year before you, two years before you. Which did you, you graduate? 69, no, you were not 72. I went there in 69, 77, 72, 73 I graduated, 74 right. I finished, okay. 75 you finished. All right. Yeah, there you go. So when... when <laughs> <laughs> we're brother and sister, so we do that a lot. <laughs> okay, well, that's... Uh, <laughs> you got it. <laughs> um, that... Well, I mean, my brother and sister, I probably would have been a little more bickering. Yeah. We do that too. We just well, yeah. Hidden <laughs> undercurrents, perhaps. Sure. Um, so, start like 40, you're in your 43rd year. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you said that you went to the art school. What art school did you Ontario go to? College Ontario College of Art. Ontario College of Art. When it was simply OCA. When it was OCA, before yes. it was like uh, everything else. art and design and, and everything. Yes. We didn't have art and design. No, no, it was OCA. It wasn't it. part of the name. It yes, yes, then art and design, yes, then yes, university. Yes, yes. College of gotcha. University. Co- anyway. And whatever it is now. Because now yes. it's a university. Yes. Uh, I don't know why I put air quotes around that. I'm sorry, artists. I'm sorry, right. artists. I'm terrible. Um, <laughs> what, uh, so what were you studying uh, at, at OCA? Ah. Um, I went there because I was really interested in illustration. Okay. But and I did some of that, but I was really interested in whatever else was going on in the college. Mm. Got working in the basement and you know the wood shop and the plastic shop and the, okay everything. Yeah. And I went there because um, something like fun. I got to McGill to go into architecture the year before, and it was in Quebec, mm-hmm. and they were doing Cégep for the first year, and Cégep was attached to the university, and it meant that I was in the same building as the engineering which you had to do before you could get to architecture mm-hmm. and I looked at what the architecture department was doing and didn't like it at all mm. so I looked at what Anne was doing and thought that looks better mm-hmm. yep. so I came a year after Anne to the OEC okay. and, and intending just to do generally things mm-hmm. that was the year that Roy Ascot came in as the president 
Mm-hmm. And broke down all the differences between mm-hmm. departments. You could be before that. If you were in sculpture, you could not go and cut a piece of wood. Oh really? Oh, oh no! Yeah, if you were in drawing and painting, forget it. That's all you're doing. Yeah. Anyway, so he came and broke down the departments very nicely, and I came in and became a generalist. And um, by the end of that year, the school had given us a room because they really liked the puppet stuff we were doing. <laughs> How did you start doing puppets? Oh, that's I go back to our childhood. Okay. <laughs> and I just say our parents made the mistake of giving me a string puppet for Christmas one year when I was eight. And we both thought, oh, that was a call. And we both spent our Christmas money on a pu- another puppet each. Mm-hmm. This particular company that was making them, um, Pelham Puppets, mm-hmm. really good puppets for kids to use. And uh, we started collecting more mm-hmm. birthdays and stuff, as we'd asked for. And then mm-hmm. couldn't get the characters them. we wanted. So started making our own eventually as teenagers. Dad always made us a stage at an old table wherever we lived. Mm-hmm. We moved a lot. We were in the army. Mm-hmm. So it was just always an interest. And then, but then for, sec- for post-secondary education, neither of us thought, well, let's go and learn about puppetry. Thought, oh, now we have to be grown up. What, what are we going to do as adults now? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we followed other interests kind of thing. But, but then, then just came back to it anyway. Yeah, and with all this wonderful woodcutting equipment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Fun stuff. Yeah, and um, during our time at the OAC, OAC, OCA, OCA, yes, thank you. Um, we did do a lot of marionette stuff because that's where we came from. Yeah. And then, in one of the rooms they'd given us, we had a long string with all these marionettes, like fifty odd marionettes hanging on it, <clears throat> and the string broke. Mm-hmm. One the, end. One end, and the puppets became one continuous tangle, all with each other. And we managed to rescue a few from it, and many of them we just cut the strings off. And it was round about then. We thought, why do we have these strings in the way? We mm. could just hold the dummies mm. and manipulate them. So we have not really done marionettes ever since. Mm. <laughs> so you've, you're, you've been doing puppetry with things that don't necessarily need a string, where you can actually see the hand of the... Of the oh, we're board. on stage with our puppets every show. Mm. It's so much easier. Yeah. <laughs> if something goes wrong, you're right there. Right, right, it right, also right. does yeah. a number of other things. Yes, it does. Um, Quite often we have kids after a show say, how did that particular character go across to there? Mm-hmm. And I say, well, I walked them. Mm-hmm. They say, no, you were over there. What we're almost acting like is like we're a, we're a follow spot. Mm. Yeah, sure. <laughs> a human yeah. follow spot yeah. without a follow spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's bringing the attention to the puppet. Ah. And this is, this is a technique of you're there when you want the audience to be there, mm. be seen, and then you can disappear sure. behind yeah. with the puppets because you want the, fo- the, the audience's focus The focus the goes to the puppet. You. Yeah. And did is this stuff that you learned yourselves, or did somebody teach you? This no, we or? just sort of figured it out, okay. oddly enough. When we were first doing it back then in the seventies, mm. a lot of puppeteers and people saying, "Well, that's not puppetry. We can see the puppeteers." Mm. It was very new for mm-hmm. a lot of people. I think it was probably more happening in Europe, yeah. but we didn't know what was happening there. No, so it was just chance mm. that we yeah, yeah, yeah. just found that a, a better way for us to be performing. Mm. It was on stage with what we had. Mm. I've seen more of that sort of thing recently yeah. mm-hmm. um, oh lord sorry that's alright that's alright um, Ingrid Hansen's yes. snafu. Uh, yeah. snafu dance yes. with uh, a Little Orange Man yes um, she does a lot of found puppetry yes, she you does, can always yes. see her yeah um Eric with Eldritch Theatre, his yes, puppets, yes. except if they're specifically historical, a lot of things yes, he does, yes. he's right there on yep. stage. So there's yep. a lot more of that Yes, now. there is. Yes, it's much more And so you, you guys were sort of, if not pioneering, because it was happening in Europe, as far as you knew, yeah. you were pioneering. Yeah, we hadn't seen a lot of that here. Mm. It just felt comfortable to us to do <laughs> that. Yeah. Here's a funny pioneering thing. Um, one of the shows we built back in the 70s was... Uh, a circus of performing building bricks. Mm. Um, the idea came from hanging around with some friends one night, 
and uh, one was a puppeteer from the States, Defenses, and we started complaining about shows we'd seen at festivals where someone's got a marionette of a skater and it's skating backwards. And well, yeah, of course, it's a pendulum. Mm-hmm. That's all it's doing. The audience is going, ooh. Anyway, the idea you could have a brick on those strings. Right. was a nice idea. And what else could Bricks do? We spent the night having a laughing laugh about Bricks doing circus acts. And then a few months later, we'd forgotten about it. And we got a postcard from our friend who'd gone back to California. He says, my Brick Circus opens next week. Where's yours? <laughs> <laughs> so we built a Brick Circus that went on. That was, mm. uh, Steve Hansen was his name. Um, he did his show maybe a couple of times. It was rather mm. bulky. But we made one little touring show. Mm. We've taken it all over the place. We still do it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Anyway, so um, what I was going to say was something to do with... Oh, yes, we took it to France, the big puppet festival in Chalvel-Mézières. And there was a company from Israel and a company from Spain performing with kitchen gadgets. Mm-hmm. And there was a company from France also using kitchen stuff, but in a very different way. And we had our bricks, and it was the first time, really, that... It, Object theatre. Mm. So again, that was something happening in Europe that we were totally unaware of, mm. but we just sort of picked up something in the air. Yes, and so object theatre is now something you can get a master's degree in in yes. Belgium. Oh, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, Ingrid yes. will yes. teach you a course in... Okay. She's we, taught right here. Yeah, it's yeah, school of puppetry. School of yes. puppetry, right. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's funny how these things just sort of like sit in the ether and yes. just sort of like give them out in like yes. different yes. places. Yes. Yeah, um, I always loved that theory called the 100th monkey, mm. which they said is totally false. But supposedly um, in Japan, uh, they were observing the activities of the um, those snow monkeys mm-hmm. who really like uh, yams. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, in, the, the investigative people were burying them in the beach for the monkeys. And the monkeys would have to spend a lot of trying to get the sand off them because mm. it's really unpleasant eating the sandy thing. Um, and then one morning, one of the little monkeys picked up his thing and before he got washed the sand off, he thought about going for a swim and he walked in sort of like he'd forgotten holding his thingy. Mm. Got washed in the sea and got a little salt. He thought it was great. He showed his mother and then the kids all learned about it and showed their parents. Mm-hmm. So that was happening in that community. And the hundredth monkey of it was that round about when a hundred monkeys in that community did it, all the communities across Japan were doing it. <laughs> but anyway, it's actually a folk legend. But it's a wonderful story. <laughs> sure. It's a great story. I it does mean, seem to be how things happen. It does, yeah, actually. It does. It does. Um, I was working with a company called Keystone Theatre, and we did plays in the style of silent film. And we found out that, there, that, I mean, we were the only ones in Canada doing it, but there was another company that was also obsessed with the, with uh, silent <laughs> film in the States somewhere. Yeah. And I'm sure there's somebody in Israel who's also done yeah, something. Sure. Yeah, of course. Japan. Yeah, yeah. Japan. <laughs> yeah, well, absolutely. We actually got to see some incredible like physical theater from Japan that was obviously influenced by silent films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's all out there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so when you guys were, I mean, you were starting to do um, the puppets without the strings and, mm-hmm. and people uh, were sort of like, I don't know if objecting uh, to that as puppetry was the right word but um, maybe... there's still people who object to that <laughs> that's not really a puppet show <laughs> I can see you <laughs> but um, when we first took that show to a festival of puppeteers in America mm-hmm. um, the first show that we built with this style um, a lot of people came back to see it the second time we had to book in mm-hmm. um, because they thought that we were improvising and it wasn't actually a script <laughs> also because at that time a lot of puppetry was very done in a very sort of Melodramatic Shakespearean oh, kind of yes, way, a lot yeah. of what ended up festivals. And we were very sort of casual, brother sisterish sort of stuff right, going right. on. They, they thought we were just making up as we went along, as David huh. says. And then they came back the second time. 
it was exactly the same. Movement for movement, word for word. They couldn't believe it. It was a totally new style to them. Mm. Well, we took the Brick Circus to a similar festival. Um, In those days, they used to have a panel discussion every morning about the shows that had been on the day before. Mm -hmm. Anyway, and there was people in the panel saying, but it's not arbitrary about the bricks. And a very famous American marionette artist said, I don't care if it's puppets or not. It was damn amusing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what's interesting is, I mean, the people who are saying, well, it's not puppetry, did they... Does it matter? Did they watch the whole show? And did they... Are they just like seeing, oh, these people hold the puppets and they haven't seen it? Because, (laughs) like you mentioned, um, when you show it to the kids, they're like, but you didn't get that guy from over there. You're over there because they don't see you anymore. That's Mm -hmm. right. That's right. Um, <laughs> no, I find when people say that kind of stuff to us, you know, they're deciding for us what's puppetry or not. Sure, but that's really cool. Where did you study? Mm. <laughs> well, more than more than just where did you study? Like, um, you're telling like, me. Who are you? Yeah, yeah. To yeah. Be like pronouncing this. <laughs> this is really cheese. Well, that's. It's sort, of like, sort of like people who are like, well, I don't know if that's theater. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, like we used to get a couple of people would be like, they'd say the Keystone Theater stuff. Since we don't talk, they'd be like, well, that's not is theater. it a play if there's no dialogue? That's right. Be like, I don't know. Did you like it? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Um, yeah. So when you guys started started doing this, I mean, and so you exclusively do stuff yourself. You know, you have strings. You're Always seen when you're always old. seen. Always seen. Yes. There's one show. Well, we did. Um, we went and performed in Iran back in the mid '70s, mm-hmm. and when we came back, we built a show about what we'd seen using an old folktale. Mm-hmm. And to make it to suit that, we went for a style actually based on a Sicilian type of marionette that has metal rods mm-hmm. okay. out the head and strings for the hands, etc. Um, but we still perform on stage with them, which is not the tradition. You yeah, get very sure. short rods, and we're yeah. walking around with them on, mm. on yeah. the carpet. Other than that, it's always been hands-on yeah. thing. But what was your question? I've forgotten already. Yeah. It doesn't even matter. Okay, okay. Yeah. when you're yeah, the table job, yeah. when you're um, when are you? Do you set up? Do you have a set? Do you have a table? Oh, every, every show, show is every a different, very different yeah. setup. Yeah. Um, Basically, we sort of start with a story. Okay, what's the best puppetry to tell this story? Mm. Yeah. Huge variety. Mm. Um, I built a solo show that's now a duo. It's a big doll's house. It's quite shallow. The front is two sliding doors at uh, at the front of the facade of the house. Mm -hmm. You can open one or both or whatever. And there's four floors and a little tiny puppet. It's about seven inches tall. So it's an upstairs down. There's no back on it. So you can sort of see me, but I disappear when I want to disappear. I'm the housekeeper. I can be in the scene or not. Sometimes this huge face sticks in the door. Yes, yes, Her Majesty. Um, (laughs) So these little people running up and down the stairs and then out of the rooms. That's the show we're going to be doing next Christmas holiday, winter holiday at um, the Tarragon Tarragon Theatre. Yeah, Mm. for family audience. Many many years we've yes. been doing, and, it's David, and then the as they said the uh, the Iranian based story which we perform on a carpet, so they're mm. floor based. Mm. So we need Most a stage for that. things we've found floor is not so good because sight lines sight are lines. tricky in many places. Yeah. Sure. So uh, most other shows yeah. are sort of tabletop yes. height. And it's also that you know we're still doing shows we built in our relative youth. <laughs> so every time you get out to really to rehearse it. Oh, this requires bending, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> or kneeling down and getting up quickly. Mm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, do, so. is there, do you have puppets that are favorites of yours or shows that are favorites of yours? You know, that often you ask that. To? I always find I might have a puppet I like, but it's all about what the audience is responding to. Mm. And then that becomes a really fun one to do because you're getting the response from the audience. Mm-hmm, the sure. audience is such a big part of performing. You know mm. that. Yeah, yeah. It's really it's this triangle mm. for puppeteers. Yeah. So, I know you were asking about different types of puppets. Um, other shows. Um, we've done s- three shows, I think it is, so far that were for adult audiences. Mm. Not like naughty, naughty, mm. but um, 
<laughs> Charles Dickens' Hard Times, for instance. Sure. Dark. And for that one, you know the Victorian cartoon style where the head is huge, a little tiny body? Yes. You like happy families? Yes, yes. 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 We went for that idea. Um, the puppets <coughs> have human-sized heads. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and they're the little glove puppets with mm-hmm. legs and stuff. Yeah. So they're bigger than a glove puppet. Um, <coughs> but the human-sized head was because for several characters, we had a mask that was the same face, or half mask, that we could wear so we could become the same character. Oh, okay. Sometimes there were some scenes when it was better for us to play them mm. than for that. Mm. And, um, and that becomes easier for the audience to sort of accept because at least you've got the same scale. Sure. Well, the yes. body might not be, but it's very recognizable. That's that character. And it was very Victorian looking. Yes, sure. We worked with um, a third performer, uh, Anand Rajaram. Yeah. He's a really great actor. Yeah. Came in, he's a fabulous puppeteer mm. too. Mm. And that was a fun one. Um, yes, every show is very And for that one, the set was um, two doorways with windows up above mm. and laundry line in between. Mm. Uh, filling a whole stage. It was a very theatrical piece. Mm. Well, the um, laundry, it wasn't a laundry, it was a yeah, shadow screen. That's yeah. Right. Um, the yeah, so every show looks very, very different. Mm-hmm. So when did you start teaching puppetry? Mm. Well, we've been teaching in the schools almost since the beginning, since okay. the early 70s. And every now and then we get a gig at a university or something. Yeah. But then in the mid-90s, we suddenly realized, look, there's our company, and there was Lampoon Puppet Theatre, which mm. started a few years before us, and Frog Print started a few years before that, but they quit or moved out of the country or something. Mm. And where are the other companies? We've been around since the 70s, and so this mm. is the 90s. Where are the young companies here? Mm. And there weren't any. And we thought, well, maybe we should offer some classes and see if it's interested. And it came from that, really. Okay. And um, started the School of Puppetry. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so initially, I think pretty well we were teaching the classes ourselves, but over the years we've invited other puppeteers whose work we really like and respect. Sure. You know, if they would like to come in and teach something too, things yeah. that we, couldn't, we don't know enough about. So, well, there's so many different... Different things of in course, the air. Of course, Absolutely. different ideas, different attitudes, yeah, so approaches. What we really don't, have never really got into is the Muppet style puppets. Mm. Um, and so there's a number of people here who are really good at teaching how to use those and how to bring yes. them alive and mm. things of that nature. I have, a, I, I mean, generally, I'm always, fat, I mean, being a, a child of the 70s and growing up with the Muppets, mm-hmm. both on Sesame Street and the Muppet Show, mm-hmm. um, I have a, a real fondness for puppets, especially the Henson style yep. mm-hmm. Muppet. But generally, uh, the magic of puppetry, the way that mm-hmm. um, things come alive, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. things that are not alive seem alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The illusion um, of thought, it's often called. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, the. Um, uh, the um, Yes, that's a different one. There's another one is the... Um, uh, God, my brain's just lost. What's it? It'll come back to you. Emil. Suppression of... No, the... Uh, something to do with disbelief. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, suspension uh, of disbelief. Suspension of disbelief. That's for mm-hmm. the audience's part, yes. Yeah. But Where there's a, thought is for they the know it's a person holding something, yes. yeah. but they remove that yes. disbelief and believe yeah. in it. Oh, yeah. sure. Yeah. I've, I've seen video of people faced with, like, uh, Muppets mm-hmm. and the puppeteer right there, and yes. they never look at the puppeteer. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They always just look at the at, yeah. at the Muppet itself. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is like a, a real magical, a yes. magical thing. Um, <laughs> and the other interesting thing about puppets is they're very often made specifically to be a particular character. Mm-hmm. They're not actors learning lines and taking on a role. Sure. So when you go, you're not saying, "Oh, well, I've seen that guy in a movie," or you know, mm. he's playing the same part or whatever, or she. Um, and in fact, somebody pointed out that when you go to theatre, often there's a lot of artifice in terms of the costumes and the set. Sure. But then there are humans. But with the puppets, it's all artifice. Sure, yeah. But the works, it, it tra- takes you in so much faster. 
Oh, sure. Into, into your imagination and suspending disbelief. Yeah. We yeah. met um, a man in, when we were in the Festival of Europe one time who said, I used to always go to theatre, but you know, gravity makes it always pretty much the same visually. And mm. then he started looking at public theatre and you never have any idea what you're going to see. Mm. The setup could be so different and they yeah. don't have to deal with gravity the same way. I mean, no. There's gravity is a huge part of public theatre, but... The puppets can look like they're flying and floating yeah, sure. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. scale. There's all so much <laughs> yeah. you can do in a small space. Yeah. Then it'll walk on the floor. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> do you guys, um, do you build all of your puppets here? Yeah. 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 Mind you, the show we were just doing, actually, just in Stratford, um, a lot of the puppets are kitchen implements. Okay. They're things we, stuffed toys we picked up at Value Village. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so we're animating a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. Um, it's for, you know, four to ten-year-olds and their families. So it's really... I mean, it's a really fun show, and it's very silly, and it's really fun working with all that stuff, but it also really encourages kids. You know what? You can go home and do a show with anything. Mm. Just animate anything around the house. Just avoid yeah. the chart nights. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When you're when you're developing something like that, where you're animating uh, everyday objects and mm-hmm. things that you find in the, in the store, um, are you, while you're working on the show, or, decide, or before you've even started, are you walking around, like, just picking up everything? And seeing what you can do with it, or do you know what you need to before you find extent, it? To some extent, play. Really there is playtime, definitely. Well, often actually, even when we're um, first developing a show, we won't first of all think about what the puppets are and build something. We'll we'll work with anything that's around the room to stand in for it's something. It's almost like we're working on the staging before mm-hmm. we go to the puppet. Oh, okay. Yeah. Huh. And in the other part, we don't start with the script. We storyboard our ideas many times as things change. Yeah, there on the wall. Here, yeah. The script that's, is um, the last thing that gets written down in rehearsal or bits and pieces as we go along as we try to find the dialogue. Because again, it's part of um, the puppets are built to be the characters they are, and then we have to get to know them. Mm. And how they're going to express themselves, how they're mm. going to get themselves through the story. Um, yeah, so they sort of help us find their language. So when you're developing your story, what, what, what does come first? Finding the story. Okay. <laughs> so, Deciding what to do so with it. So the story comes first, always. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. 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 And then everything gets turned around that. Mm. Yeah. Do we want to do with it? Do we want to change it at all? So the one on the wall there is um, How to the Baskervilles. Okay. It's the one we're working on. Huh. It takes us two or three years to build a show. Um, in fact, in Quebec, there's a lot of puppeteers, and they uh, sponsored a, um, a study that came to the conclusion that puppetry takes twice as long as regular theater mm. to create. Because you are building the characters and you're trying them out and then you're going back to make adjustments to make them work better you're redeveloping you're rebuilding new ones because those didn't quite work for that scene mm. it just takes a long time mm. it's not like we spent two three years solidly that's what we're doing no. it's like this really useful is to do a bit of work go away do something entirely different in the back of your brain you get a reptile that's still working on it and mm. come back and you've got all these other new ideas yeah so we've been mucking around with all sorts of thoughts for huh, this one and what we've come up with, I'm going to play with in a week or so, is um, a mini cam built into Dr. Watson. So oh. we have a miniature show mm-hmm. and a projection. Whatever Dr. Watson can see is up on the wall. Mm. Wow. Because <laughs> that's the way the book's written. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, because we're little puppets. How can you really get the effect of the more? No, well, we have a little tabletop of blanket and lumpy bits, but up there, from his point of view, it's the mall. Yeah, wow. <laughs> you can see it down inside so, it. It's going to be fun playing with that yeah. one. Yeah. So that's where we're at at the moment. Who knows where it'll go from here? <laughs> when, when you guys were, were, were starting out developing puppets and, and storytelling and things like that, what was, 
Where did you always start from story, or did you like start from puppet? No, I think we've always started from story. The only one that wouldn't have been a story was the circus. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And uh, one time uh, we were at young people's theatre. They wanted a slightly longer show, and so we developed sort of a little bit of backstage of the uh, what was going on between the characters backstage, mm. the romances and the geralises. Mm. It didn't work. No. Didn't need it. <laughs> it really did you find out that it didn't need it um, while performing it, or did you know before you... Basically, we learned. Well, we sort of had sort a hunch. Of a sense that it wasn't going to, but, you know, had to fill the time, so I think, yeah. yeah, it wasn't necessary. Yeah, so you didn't do it for very long. Back to basics. Um, so, I mean, you're, you're working with all kinds of, uh, like, different kinds of puppets for mm-hmm. every show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all of which started initially with the string puppet. Um, that you got when you were children. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Yes. yes. Um, and is there is there a type is there a kind of puppet that you have yet to ch- tackle that you I'm want to? We'd, um, never really got into the market. Mm. I've taken the workshop that we offered here a couple yeah. of times, and I'm not very good at it. <laughs> I don't like doing mouse sync. Why do I want to mouse sync? It's really a lot of hard work, <laughs> and that becomes the focus. Yeah. Oh, are they doing it well or not? Mm. Yeah. Rather than the story that's being told. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Closest we've got is hand puppets, which we've used in the one show that David mentioned, the adult show. Mm. Yeah. Time we've used them. And they were often actually, we had sticks yes. on stands so that we could actually line them up, put them on stands and have them all lined up so they become tabletop puppets. Mm. And then you could put your hand in to do this or take the mask and go up. Right, <laughs> they changed right, a lot right. during the show. Yeah. Um, done a little bit with shadow work. Mm-hmm. Um, do a lot of workshops on shadow because we, there was an amazing show came through here some years back. It was at the Children's Festival. Mm-hmm. It was yep. from, it was Sanjata, and a story from Mali. And it was performed by Malinese people, but it had been... With a French company. The French company had sort of worked in Mali with these people telling their classic story. Mm. And it was done with these uh, halogen-sourced light bulbs, which are so different from your usual shadow puppet light bulb, that it was just stunning what they, the effects they could do. So um, we've been playing with that. And um, we've put that type of shadow work into a couple of shows now. Mm. For instance, in, uh, we did a show about piracy in China in the early 1800s. And there was a scene we wanted to show. We'd be showing it from the pirate site. We wanted to say, well, this, they're not really that nice to the population, you know. And so they, we wanted to show some uh, nasty things happening. So what we did was we set up where we came out facing away from the audience and projecting on the back wall above them. So where they, behind the wall back at the stage. So they could see two little old folks sitting on the floor with these little cardboard cutouts mm. and a lamp. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, they were seeing the images, these horrible stuff, these huge images on the wall. So you could, it sort of gave it a, a grounding. Sure. Yeah. What is it about the halogen lamp that's so different? Okay. It's sort of like having a sun in your hand. Okay. Um, the shadow, your hand and the sun, and your shadow of your hand is on the ground. It doesn't, it's still there. So with the halogen lamp, with a regular lamp, you have to have the puppet right up against the cloth of the screen. Mm. If so it comes off, it goes out of focus. Yeah. So here you take it off the screen, it just gets bigger the nearer the lamp it goes. Okay. So you can play with scale mm. and you can do overlaps mm. and layers and all sorts of funky stuff. Scene to scene almost in a filmic kind of way. Yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. It's quite in um, the hard times, we actually had a setup backstage where there were some mechanical things, mm. the way we could switch and the uh, technician would turn the light on back then and we would have projections of things like um, a circus going on that was actually a mechanical circus mm. being projected while we were up front doing other things. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, so there's all sorts of things. Oh, and um, we did um, the, a Scots ballad one time, Ballad of Tam Lin, and um, a 12-foot 
semicircular sort of scrim behind us. And um, behind it, we'd set up some big, big cutout shadow puppets. And behind that, the halogen lamps on um, like as pendulums. And there was a moment during the show where Anne runs around the backstage and swings them on. They're not on yet. He comes out front, and then we're doing stuff up front. The lights get turned on by the stage manager, and suddenly the whole back screen is all these huge shadows all crisscrossing and over and all moving because the lights were swinging. Oh. So it was this amazing mm. horseman, crazy mm. demon horseman all over the back. Mm. Great effect. Wow. <laughs> so we like them. Yeah. So, I mean, when was it that you started playing with those? Like, how long ago? When was that? Oh, my goodness. Back in the midst of time. Yeah. Whichever children's festival that company came to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, maybe 15 years ago or so. At least. Maybe, at least, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. A while. A while, yes, I'd say a while. When you, when you guys are, are, are teaching puppetry, mm-hmm. you, you teach to, to both uh, adults and children. The school of puppetry is adults. Okay. And well, Children, we go into the schools. We went to the schools. Yeah. 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 Um, how... How? What is the difference between the way that adults approach puppetry and the way that children approach puppetry? Hmm. In some ways, very similarly. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I find it really fun actually teaching teachers because they think they're going to come in with their notebooks and take notes. Mm. But we're just basically going to run the class as though it's full of grade six or eight kids or something. They can do stuff. Mm. They're going to do exactly what they what the kids would do in the classroom. Yeah. And have a mm. lot of fun doing it. And yeah. they do. They get just they bring it. different skills. You know, mm. more mature skills to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, another difference, of course, when we go into school, you have a whole class. So you have to right. be very organized, something that a lot of people can be doing at the same time. Mm. Whereas here, we might have six people or something. Yeah, our classes tend to be quite yeah. small. Yeah. And that's good. Yeah, and so, nice. so adults, like, is there, do, uh, are adults more resistant to some of the things? Do they, like, what's They've the, chosen to be here. Yes. <laughs> that's true. That's true. So As that's opposed the, to school kids. Yes. <laughs> but school kids, you come in and say, we're doing puppets, and they go, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no problem there. Yes. Is it hard to keep school kids uh, under control? Not really. Uh, no. Okay. You know, don't run with the scissors, Johnny. <laughs> keep your hands out of the hot glue. Yeah. No, are you making was... puppets with them, or you do? Yeah, usually no, the, the yeah, kids are making puppets from their own up. shows together. Yeah. Mostly, what we're interested in when we go to school is that the kids will actually be producing shows. Okay. They're making puppets is. <laughs> well, what do you do? Put them in the window? I don't know. Yeah. Make a show. That's what puppets <laughs> are for. So yeah. we keep so some really simple stuff. For the schools, we've developed a number of workshops where the puppets are very simple, mm-hmm. so they can have the time in the classroom to actually put the shows together. Mm. And also with simple materials that they could go home and make puppets themselves. Yeah, okay. that's that a, a big, big problem. <coughs> encouraging them to do that. Do both children and adults have the same preconceived notion about what, what puppetry is? Hmm, that's an interesting question. When we're performing, we found it's fine, not so much anymore, but certainly it's more the adults of this isn't puppetry. Mm. The kids are fine. You know, mm-hmm. Somebody's telling mm-hmm. their story, great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's the, puppet, the adults who are more mm-hmm. particular about it. But in that. workshops, I don't know if there's any big difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We seem to attract people who simply are wanting to explore more, some yeah. specific mm-hmm. aspect, or want to know more about puppetry. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not just so people who are interested in puppetry, like we have yeah. dancers come and yeah. the know, filmmakers and people who just want to learn about some. Other other uses, huh. other to presentation and to their own artistic practices. Mm-hmm. Have you have you found that, that there's been uh, resistance to the idea of puppetry as art from the arts world at large, or mm-hmm. is it is it more? Well, there's been a resurgence recently. Anyway, with some of the big shows, mm-hmm. you know, Warhorse yeah. and Cute. So there's more of an awareness of 
how puppetry can be mm-hmm. integrated into things. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, talking to somebody, we, a friend of ours who makes puppets quite often in a theatre, and they're called props. Mm. They're not seen as actors in the show. Mm. Well, and that, you're I think, making the actors. Yes, <laughs> yes. And that's then re- reflected often in the manipulation because nobody thinks to bring in somebody to train manipulation. No. I've had to use these props. Right. Mm. And it's mm-hmm. That's a problem. Yeah, it is a problem. I've, I've, I, I know of someone who, who, who's, who's felt like their work uh, isn't respected because it's just dolly wiggling. Is oh, what, yes. Is what There's a company in Calgary called the Dolly Wigglers. No! Yes. That's a company. Oh, it was the cabaret, sorry. The Dolly Wiggers cabaret. Cabaret. That is amazing. Yeah. That is amazing. I guess you got told off once. Must have. I named Puppet Mongers came because I had a friend and I was endlessly talking about puppetry ideas and one time he said shut up you puppet monger <laughs> oh thank you <laughs> was that? had you not had a name until we that did point? we were called the bubonic players oh <laughs> we thought we'd be infectious <laughs> <laughs> didn't catch on no, didn't, didn't go no. infectious no <laughs> didn't last long no but Papa, I mean puppet mongers is a more uh, uh, attractive name absolutely, absolutely. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so like in terms of like the resistance, have you found critically that people are accepting of it? Yeah. Well, it's very interesting. Um, the same critics who will see our performances for family audiences love what we do. Mm-hmm. Lovely, warm, glowing reviews. Mm-hmm. And then they'll come and see our adult stuff and they'll write so differently about our adult shows. Really? Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they're expecting. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking of some of the reviews of some of the Maybe that's adult shows you've done. More severe yeah. for adults. I, I mean, obviously, on the other hand, I know that the shows, the family shows we're doing, are often shows we're really familiar with. Ah, sure. that's So they just go it. so smoothly. Because we've taught and taught and yeah, taught before the Yeah, because you can have a family show in the sure. schools or wherever. Whereas an adult show, you know, you rehearse, you rehearse, you're ready, you're in the theatre. That's yes, it. Yeah. And that's what they're seeing. Do they, do they, I mean, do those, those not run as often? Is there the adult ones, though. They're usually a one-time yeah. a run. We've never been able to figure out any kind of a further touring. Mm. Yeah. Much as we liked. Yes. Well, I guess that, yeah. I, guess that, I mean, I, that is the stigma about puppets, is I think people think children. Yes. Mm. But we always yes. build shows to entertain ourselves. Yes. <laughs> and then we find out what audience work for. We sure. find we are unable to make shows for little, little kids. Mm. There we are didn't. people who are brilliant at Oh, we've seen some fabulous ones. I mean, one show came to the Children's Festival one time, and it was... A cupboard uh, with little doors that open and things, and and in one of them there was um, two little, you know, the sand castles you make with a bucket, mm. two, two very simple ones of those, and some water dripped on it, and you watch them watch them get washed away. Mm. That was the whole scene. And there's this little rubber shoe sitting beside yeah. them. As they anyway, it was absolutely beautiful. Mm. The kids are totally mesmerized. <laughs> we never thought of how to do that sort of a show. <laughs> That was part of the show. It made yeah. sense in the story. But, sure. You know. Little bits of the story, just a scene by scene by scene in this cupboard. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, of Yeah. Mm. And we've seen others that have been very effective too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's it, it's interesting that that the the reaction critically is, is so different. It's not that they don't like our older shows. I don't sure. Some haven't. Some haven't. Oh, I mean, the funniest one was some guy who wrote about our fake English accents. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Right. Uh-huh. Yes. When we go to England, they say, where in America did you come from? <laughs> yes, of course they do. Of course they do. Um, You've been here since, uh, what was it, 60 somewhere. 68 we moved here. Yeah. <laughs> um, with with the, 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 the adult shows, um, and you're, 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 you're working them like over like two years, three years, mm, two years to, to yeah. get them there. And then you're in the theater performing them. Yep. Um, what do you, what do you learn 
the first time an audience sees that show. Hmm. What works and what doesn't. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um, it's not like go away and change the whole lot, but you know, you know what maybe needs a little tweaking mm, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Little sure. tweaking. I don't really. Don't but that's know. the same with any show, whoever yeah. the audience is. Yeah. Do you, do you do you have the the time to tweak it at that point? By I mean, then, it's not yeah. usually mechanical tweaking yeah. that's required. It's staging of mm. you know, performance scripting, or way scripting. Yeah. Mm. And, and, yeah. and that's the nice thing about not having started with the script that the script has been part of the organic growth. It's very easy to re- revisit it, revisit sure. it, and yes. do che- changes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, well, sort of a tricky thing for us in hard times it was Dickens. It had to be Dickens' language. Mm-hmm. And Straight from the book. Our mm. other shows had all been organically. We, the puppets basically came up and told us what they wanted to say. Sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Was that actually difficult to do? Because since you're yes. used to having the puppets tell you what they want to say, yes. yeah. did you find puppets saying things they didn't necessarily want to say? <laughs> yes. No, I think Not we managed exactly. to control them. <laughs> <laughs> but they were certainly having to learn lines, which sure. they hadn't done before. Yes, yes. So they weren't quite allowed to be themselves on mm. stage. Yeah. <laughs> There's a wonderful story from, um, it's actually from uh, legal records from 1600s of um, a puppeteer was taken before a judge because a punch puppet had said uh, some uncouth things mm. of some form. And uh, the punchman's defense was, I can't control what he's saying. <laughs> and the judge said, yeah, I understand. <laughs> no charge. Bang. <laughs> nice. Nice, but I mean, have you guys? I mean, have you guys like uh, is part of what you've done researching the history of puppetry as well? Or? We've done a lot of research. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah, had quite a collection of puppets from around the world. Also, oh, yeah. partly from our travels, or sometimes right here in town, we'll find a store and they've no idea what they've got. Yeah, right, twenty five bucks and it's something you know really lovely. Oh yeah, so yeah. it's really cool. Um, yeah. One of the best stories for that was um, there used to be an antique Chinese antique store in Yorkville. And it had some dolls that I'm looking at, the Chinese dolls from early 1900s. And I'm looking at them and I notice they have a little ring on their wrist, mm. on each wrist. And in the middle of the back, there's a little tube, a little tube in the middle oh, of the back. Yeah. And I thought, that's for some controls. And then it reminded me that down in Chinatown on Spadina, I had seen some more recently made dolls that were very similar proportions and shapes. So I went and had a look and they had them too. And <laughs> so I bought them. And did some research and found out a type of puppetry that had developed in China in about 1900 and died by the... No, it was 1850, 1950. That's right, 100-year span. Um, There are still a few people doing it, but it had been very popular in that time. The puppets are horizontal rods. So there's a rod into the middle of the back Mm -hmm. and then rods from each arm going straight back. And the theatre was a little booth. Um, with um, bamboo screening arranged so you could see through, the performer could see through onto mm. the stage, and the rods came in from the sides or the backs, and they did a type of opera. Mm. Anyway, so that was something we discovered, and then we used some of that idea when we did the show about Chinese piracy. Mm. Get some stick, horizontal puppet, rod puppets. Mm. <laughs> when you, when you so this is why the guy said, you... shut up, you puppet monger. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm fascinated, because when you're, when you're finding that, like, how are you learning this style has basically been dead. Oh, but we went research. to do some research. Yeah, we've got quite a library of puppetry books here, oh, too. Yeah. You can also go online. And uh, yeah, stuff. or you can contact someone who you know, knows yeah. a lot about yeah. that mm. stuff. We know people. Oh, we, we know people. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's people you know in the puppet world. Yes. Oh, yeah, the puppet mafia. Yeah. <laughs> the puppet mafia. <laughs> if that's not a name for a theater company, I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, and they don't do any puppets? No, not a, no nothing. Um... <laughs> They just get paid by the puppeteer. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's, there's, as you were saying, you, you, you've, you've 
you've explored a whole lot of different 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 styles of puppetry. Yeah. You don't particularly have a favorite. Is there, like, I can't even remember if I've asked this. I'm just like so lost in this conversation. Okay. No, no, no. It's fine. I'm enjoying it. Um, that, that there's stuff that you haven't had a chance to work with yet? I don't think we'd go at it that way of, well, what mm. kind of puppetry should we try next? Again, we go back to, we start with the story. What's the puppetry that, going to st- is, that is going to suit the story? Mm. Is it A style or a mix of styles for different mm. parts of the story? What's going to tell the story for the audience, yeah. to the audience? And do you start researching at that point, or do you get I a don't. feel for, for what it might um, be? It's all okay. It's a bit of this, bit of that, bit yeah. of that, bit of, yeah, just mm. as it goes along. So here's That's why it takes us so long. Um, I often have weird mechanical ideas when I'm half awake in the morning. Mm. So one time I had this idea that I came in and made little things about a foot tall that work in a strange way and stand up on their own. Mm. Um, it was mostly that they walk in different ways. And then we were, some years later, um, Amari Schaefer the, um, had written an opera and he wanted to have, I don't know, 15 characters and four manipulators to be puppets doing it. And um, they have to be five foot tall or so, the puppets, to be seen because it's, he does big audiences. And so this thing we, I come up with as a foot tall, we then played with that idea and came up with how to make similar idea but bigger mm. figures. And um, so it was an invention, and we've never used it since or before. Mm. But mm. It suited that it particular setting. Okay. It yeah. really worked there. Yeah. 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 But the thing of research is not just... Puppetry research, when we're working on a show, it's historical research, it's all kinds oh, of stuff. Yeah. We have a show called Tear the Palace, which is two Russian folktales, which we set in medieval Russia. And a lot of our research was about the humor, about life, folk sayings, folk sayings all kinds of stuff, to the point that when we were performing, we have once or twice had Russian people in the audience who come up afterwards speaking in Russian to us. Hmm. Because <laughs> we're so good on the scene. It's not that all our research goes in the show, sure. but there's this sort of this depth to it. Well, I there's guess. all the things that you that you that you need to know to understand the characters, right? Yes, yeah. just and like, the life just like they're how living, they and how, how they, they live. Speak. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, how yeah. they relate to each other the whole bit. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, as a, a a brother and sister team, um, were there like a lot of people feel that that you know I love my brother, I love my sister, but I could not work with. Yeah, them. I know. Yeah. So, what is your what have you learned about working together that keeps you able to keep working together? We live on opposite sides of the town. We have, <laughs> <laughs> we have a studio halfway between the two. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, we socialize quite a bit with mm-hmm. families and stuff. In fact, sometimes we find we're really at loggerheads about something, completely opposite point of view. We go overnight, come back the other day, we've switched. We're oh, still at loggerheads. No, no, I see you. No, now we're arguing with the other side. Mm. Yeah. The third day is when we see each other. Yes. Point. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, like, you just like you, you, you. Have you never like? Have you ever had like a, a contentious relationship together? Because I know, I like my brother and I could get along. My sister mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. could not. Interesting, uh-huh. isn't that interesting? Um, yeah, there's times when we become more and more annoyed with each other, and then we mm-hmm. usually work it out. Yeah. Or, mm-hmm. it's often or just when let we're it tired. go. Uh-huh. You know, we're just too busy, too darn tired. Mm-hmm. We need a break. <laughs> do you? When that starts to happen, do you just? separate and go and do your own thing in different different places or do you well, luckily we do a lot of our own things anyway mm. yeah okay. um david's doing the gamelan through the tdsb the world music program for instance and mm. you know i do school workshops and stuff and yeah so at least we're doing that as well so you, you're not all that. like completely no, 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 each no, no, other five yeah, days yeah. a week in here no no no, 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 no. lost in here every day no no, no. no, no. <laughs> i do find i um any sort of computer work laptop work, um thinking stuff like that i do 
as if it's stuff I can do it by myself, I'll do it at home. Mm-hmm. David likes working here, okay. but I find it we're both here. We distract each other. Ah, mm-hmm. you know, tea time. Yes, <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and we're telling each other stories, or mm-hmm. come look at this movie. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you do you have a workshop at, at home, or no. do you have like just, a, just just a kitchen table? Right? Well, I do have an office, but I work in my living room. I but, hate being on the lap on the computer, so I have my TV on watching junk. <laughs> When you were building that big doll's house, you did. We did. Did you do it? Oh, I've worked in various different places, different people's basements. Mm. Okay. Until we, yeah. Mm. And it was stacked. Yeah, we've had for many studios all across the center mm. of town here. Being followed uh, by condos. Usually well, they get yeah. confiscated. Yeah. Yeah. We've just renewed the lease on this one for a few yes. years. We should be okay. Yes. So hopefully this one doesn't get... I mean, you've it's got no the condos across like, uh, everywhere else yep. here. Oh, yep. yeah. Yep. But there's also a railway track right at the back of the yep. building, okay. which makes it less attractive. That is yeah. less attractive, so maybe you'll, maybe you'll stay. stay here for And the owner, unless he sells, mm. is, is not really interested in that. Mm. Okay, well, that's good. Touch wood. Yeah. Yeah. And so you've, you've had like various different spaces. What Many do you things. look for in a space when you when you when with you this find building? It? In fact, there was a difference in that almost all the spaces did not have windows. So we mm. thought we need windows. Yeah, that's very important. so finally one, finally one came up. And then the landlord is really nice to put in a sink for us. Nice, which wasn't here. Um, the you have very nice hardwood floor. <laughs> this, this is linoleum. Okay, this, this is here. concrete. Okay. And we're right over the loading base, which are open all the time. Okay. So in the winter, that gets very, very cold oh. and moist. Oh. And, and icy sometimes. ice on it in the winter. Oh, really? When people are breathing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Really hard so to work in we here. went and talked to the landlord and said, we're a charity. Do you want to donate to us putting in an insulated floor? <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did it. So, Good man. So okay. what it is, actually, you can buy these big chipboard squares, which have a molded plastic underneath. Okay. You can use them for the basements. Hmm. And you lock them all together and then put linoleum on top. And well, a huge difference. Yeah, we could Great. use the place. Yes. Well, that's good. You can use it in the winter. Which yeah, is, exactly. Which is good. Yes, we have people who like renting the space and they wouldn't do it in the winter. It can't. Well, of course. But I mean, it looks like a, a good yes. like uh, rehearsal floor. It's a lovely yes. floor. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I thought this was nicer than some of the fake tile looks. Mm. Yeah. Well, this feels choice. warmer. This feels like yeah. Yeah. warmer. It's wood. It's warm. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Plastic wood. Here's yeah. the seat. Yeah. <laughs> Makes it feel warm because it looks like wood. Sure. Yeah. Um, it's an illusion. So you work on this 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 Hound of the Basketball yes. thing, and and uh, how long has it been? Two years? Oh no, we well, very vague conversations. We've had maybe two times when we've had a week or two weeks mm-hmm. to actually play with ideas, mm-hmm. um, and then the last one was last fall sometime. And we've got another session of week or two coming up soon, mm-hmm. but it keeps filling in with other things we have to do. Yeah. So we had to try and make sure that. We've still got time in there. Do you have a deadline for the show? Or no, is it still? no, no. That's the no. nice thing. We don't put, give ourselves a, a time it has to be finished by. Okay. So we just delve into it and just take it, you know, and then it's towards the end. You start to think, okay, I guess we've got to have a date. Is there a point at which you find that, that adding a date is helpful? Like the, the like saying, okay, so our date to be done is, is this, and then it's sort Well, of as, as the show comes it. together, you get more of an idea of where it should be. Mm-hmm. And so that actually does become a deadline because, mm-hmm. yeah, we've got to get in the theater or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're just frantic point. towards the end anyway. Regardless. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you start to feel that the show is 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 ready? Like, is it just sort of like an organic feeling that I think it we're was, starting to get towards? That's interesting because, um, for instance, with the the show we did about the Chinese piracy, mm-hmm. and we did a run at the Tarragon Extra Space, and it was towards the end of the show that it started. Okay, now it's starting to feel oh, okay. to feel something. You know, mm-hmm. wish we could go like first, mm-hmm. but you never can. There you go. 
Uh, okay, so because, because this is yes. audio, we're gonna, there you go. uh, this is a little thing that says uh, the creative process. Number one, this is awesome. Number two, this is tricky. Number three, this is shit. Number four, I am shit. Number five, this might be okay. And number six, this is awesome. What I find interesting <laughs> about this is we all go through this. Yeah. Um, I think for people who dabble in, in artistry of some kind, they get stuck at number four. Yeah. Uh, they hit... They go through this is shit to I am shit, and then they never it's push stuck. past it. Yes, and it takes a certain amount of artistic fortitude. Yes, to keep. I mean, this really. I've gone. I think every show I've ever worked on. Yeah, we go through this many Absolutely. times. We call it. I've referred to it as the wall. Okay, I really yeah. hit the wall on yeah. this show <laughs> yeah. where nothing is working. I hate everything. Yes. But you keep going until suddenly the wall breaks down. And you're like, ah, yeah. oh, yes, right. yes. being something. But um, <laughs> it is interesting that. Like having it put that way, I really, I really appreciate that. Because like a copy of it? We're trying to spread it around. <laughs> no, because that's it's reassuring. Though. It is reassuring. It? Not the it's only com- ones. <laughs> Absolutely, because like I said, like so many times when you hit that yeah. that 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 point where yeah. you just you hit the this is shit, and you either stop there yeah. or I am shit, and yes. you stop there, yes. and it just becomes. Yes. How do you move forward from this? That? Is a reminder. It's going to be okay. Absolutely, you know? absolutely, and, the, and the, that you have to do that because your timeline. Yeah. When, did you guys? I mean, when did when did you sort of realize that that's just the way it is? Well, that particular sector test came off somewhere on the internet <laughs> just about a year ago. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's yeah. reassuring. But it I is, mean, yeah. you, as artists who've been doing this for, yeah. mm-hmm. you're in your 43 year mm-hmm. year year of this. Mm-hmm. At some point, you must have come to the realization that yeah. it's going to be okay, even when we feel yeah. like it's not. Yeah, Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I find that as we get older and more experienced at what we do, mm-hmm. we become more aware of this isn't going well. Mm-hmm. I think when you're youthful, that's great. It's going to be great, you know. Sure. And you just sort of go along with it, and you just yeah. have fun with it. Hmm. That's how my I experience it anyway. Yeah, well, no, it's interesting because there's. Our printer is not so great right now. That's all right. It's it's no. It's, I think you there's, there's something there's something ethereal about the, the, the way it's <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's interesting. The whole like when you say that, like you you the when you first show it to an audience, you realize if it's if it's working mm-hmm. or if it's going to work. Mm-hmm. It's so reassuring to hear that because I've I've done so many things that I've created or been involved in creating. Yeah. And that first performance is just the first few moments of starting it and like when you get to the this is where the first like we think the first laugh should be you're just like is biting your happen? fingernails and is it going to happen and then it yeah. doesn't you start to think okay we're going to be okay <laughs> yeah everything's going to be fine it's so reassuring to hear that that's <laughs> that happens with you as well oh, yeah. yes mm. yeah 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 we made a mistake once uh, just a couple of days before a show opened of doing a sort of a workshoppy performance, inviting friends to give us feedback. And the feedback was so conflicting that we were really confused by the time the show mm. opened. Tried Should we be changing all this? Was it okay? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, workshops and talkbacks are mm-hmm. so difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Everybody wants to design your kids. show for you. We love doing it with kids. Oh, yeah. well, kids will see things that you never thought of. Oh, the oh, last yeah. question, yeah. Well, the best oh, yeah. question ever? What other planets have you performed this? That on? was at the Brick. <laughs> <laughs> That's when we were doing the Brick Brothers Circus. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. brilliant. They've never invited us. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> um, but the 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 
I've lost my train of thought. Sorry, that's no, a no, good one. It's, it's, um, <laughs> about opening shows in front of audience, workshopping shows, yeah. talk yeah. Bags, all that stuff. Workshops, and you got to keep talk bags. Yeah. yeah, talk bags especially. You have like I've found, I've done two kinds. Mm-hmm. I've done the kind where we have a facilitator who asks specific questions. Uh, yes. Yeah, that's the way. We know what we think we want yes. to know, yes. yeah. and we just stick to those yes. questions. Yeah. And the open, well, what did you think? Mm-hmm. And. I really dislike the open, well, what did you think? Yeah. It's dangerous. Because you've got some assholes out there. Well, not just assholes. <laughs> like, because what? Three people in a room, given the opportunity to, to give their opinion. Yeah. Be, they will, be conflicting ideas. It will be yeah. conflicting because yeah. what it comes different. down to is, well, if I was writing this, I would do yeah. this. Yeah. yeah. Not how did I feel about this or how did I react mm-hmm. to it. Yeah. Which means that, like, for me, yeah. the ones that are helpful are the ones where we just... Like we know what we want to know, and that's all we ask. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Yeah. We did a we did a written version of that after a hard time, didn't we? Um, we had all these little notes of people. Oh, that was the the um, Pass Marai did one there. Oh, okay. Evenings. We had questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. People could write down their responses, like mm. questions, and suggestions. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen I've seen some some production like uh, uh, some festivals that have like a little questionnaire mm-hmm. do you like what do you what do you want to say about this show mm-hmm. and it's always like the, a really open ended question okay. like that I don't know if I ever want to see that feedback because <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know if it's helpful because well, what yeah. I need to know I probably learned from the audience reaction yeah, yeah live yes yeah. that's why we don't like doing film and TV mm. Oh, of course, because there's no... no res- in- well, if there is, they have to film it again because yes, the, the no, cameraman laughs. That's no good. Yeah. <laughs> huh. yeah. No, that's, that's really difficult. Obviously, those of us who, who perform in front of an audience get something out of it that we don't get mm-hmm. in front of, in front of a, a camera. Yeah. Um, have you done in front of, in front of the camera? We've done some bits. Yeah, we actually with the... Um, Puppetry department. Puppetry department for a movie, um, Mr. McGorham's Wonder Emporium. Oh, fuck, yes, of course. With yeah. Dustin Hoffman. And yeah, so yeah, we got to call in a bunch of friends to mm. work puppets, and we yeah. got to help them build things and adjust things and work with the set. It was amazing yeah. work to do. Well, that was a, a Terry Gilliam. No, no, unfortunately no, no, no. it wasn't. What's his name? Um, oh, no. A He's a writer. And I think that may be the only movie he's done. Right now, so people who are listening to this podcast are shouting out oh, is this whoever live? that is. No, no, no. Oh, but good. When no, they no, hear it, they're going to be shouting out yes. who it is, and I can't think yes. of that. Excellent. Yeah. Oh, it's probably in yeah. one of our um, yes. resumes yes. somewhere. <laughs> he was a very nice guy. He was a nice no, young guy. Was, yeah. I was thinking of the, the Terry Gilliam film where he actually was allowed to die. That's something else. Yes, yes. Yes. So is there... You've got, so you just came back from Stratford. Yes. Yep. Um, you're working on the, uh, uh, the the Hound of the Baskervilles. Mm-hmm. You've got the School of Puppetry. Yes, we've got a one day, an annual one day festival um, event thing coming it's up. A conference festival yeah, thing. Um, Fresh Ideas in Puppetry Day. And when is that? May 27th. May 27th. And it's at the Aki Studio at the... Um, Daniel Spectrum. Daniel, Daniel Spectrum. Spectrum. Yeah. yeah. Lovely um, little studio. Who, who's, who's coming to that? Well... We put out a call for people to propose, mm-hmm. and what it's to do with the daytime is people talking about our show and telling about works in progress, ideas they've got, mm-hmm. ideas fresh they've ideas. Yeah. Okay. And in the evening is a series of short performance pieces of people's shows that they are working on or are very fresh or very new. Mm-hmm. The but short segments. It just sounds amazing. It's so it's an opportunity good. for people trying something out with puppetry, whether they are in the puppetry community or just touching on the puppetry stuff. 
to put something in front of an audience yeah. or to talk about ideas, get some feedback. Yeah, and there's a lot the of discussion. Um, it's, yeah, it's really exciting. A good part of the day is yeah. people out in the front lobby chat. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> why we like, why we like yeah. that. Is space. there, is there just like open time for that? Like, well, well we, we allow 15 minutes between everything so during the, the day. Mm. Yeah. It's a scheduling thing. Sometimes. Sometimes the when it, when if a conversation really starts going, fifteen minutes is not enough. But because well, there was stuff happening, this is the next show. Go outside. Yeah. Take it outside. Well, I mean, that's, yeah. that's the problem, right? Yeah. It's like, what do I want? To, like, this conversation is real good, but also yeah. there's this yeah. thing yeah. Yeah. Well, some people just stay out there and talk. And well, nice. I mean, if, it's, okay. if you're both getting something out yeah. of it, you might yeah. as well. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's happening. Um, what else is coming up for you guys? We've got in uh, June. We have a two-week intensive. We do. Um, here in the studio. Mm-hmm. Um, the first week is sort of a general, all sorts of basic puppetry stuff. Sort of short half-day workshops. Kind of. Yeah, and we bring in people to do specialist stuff, mm-hmm. like um, um, the sound playing with puppets or... Choreography. Um, choreography and stuff. So we bring mm-hmm. in different people to do that sort of stuff. And the second week is building on that. Um, we choose a, something as a, to, for, a sto- for a show development. And we spend the week developing... Just workshopping a piece. This is a very condensed process. Mm. Yeah, showing how we how we process it. And at the end of the second week, then there's a very short show and tell. They can invite friends over. Very nice. Yep. And um, the fun thing of it is, uh, last year we had someone come up from Mexico. This time we got someone from South Africa, and. We had somebody one year from the Azores. Yes, yeah, nice. all over. Wow, yeah, yeah. that's great. West Coast. It's yeah. a small group, like, you know, yeah. six people maybe. Small space. Small space. Yeah. I mean, you need. I mean, at, after a certain point, too many people. Oh, yeah. can't get anything done. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Too many brains again. Too many brains. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I think too the way we like to teach is one on one. A lot sure. of one on one. It's not we're standing here and now you do this and now you do that. You know, giving direction. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's we, very we sort organic of the way what, the show what are developed. they wanting to learn? Yeah. How can we help them move forward? Yeah, yeah. yeah so the development, like we, yeah. we found some story or something we like, mm-hmm. and then it's totally organic within the group of how it develops mm-hmm. and what it's going to be. Yeah, and is everybody working together? On yeah, everyone works on one project. And then you bring in a director to work oh, yeah. with us that week also. Yeah. People will be like. Because it's always good to have an outside eye. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well, this has been great. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, too. It's been fun. Yeah. This has been a Homebody Productions production.